Welcome to Off the Cuff, ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio. And it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla, and welcome. We are your host. Welcome back. Today is Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Do you want to tell the story about the tiniest taco in the world? Oh, my goodness, yes, yes. We were going one day after a hard work of work, hard day at work. Uh, we decided let's just share a taco plate or something because it's kind of close to dinner. So we stopped at a restaurant and said, yeah, we ordered a three taco plate. And when they came out, they were the length of like your pointer finger, little tiny itty bitty tacos. And I told Ina, this has got to be the tiniest taco in the world. It came with no sides, no rice. <laughs> a corn tortilla. A we corn tortilla. <laughs> they were super tiny. And we thought it was a bigger meal because it was like, ten dollars like over 10 bucks you know so anyways so we we kind of didn't have a good day that taco tuesday i was still hungry i was still hungry <laughs> but just a reminder this is just a friendly reminder that if you're eating uh anything other than tacos on taco tuesday it's not taco tuesday not for you <laughs> <laughs> and if you're just eating mexican food well then you're just eating mexican food shoot or new mexican food That's i like true. both i do too i like both mm-hmm. So we wanted to follow up a little bit from yesterday's story. Obviously, there was uh, we reported that there was multiple bodies found in a vehicle at the Albuquerque International Airport, and that it also wasn't the first time. But what we want to focus on today is the Grants connection. So apparently, uh, through the investigation, they find the bodies. They didn't release the make, model of the car, and all of this stuff. Initially, the, the Albuquerque Police Department didn't. Um, you know, to, to, to preserve the investigation or whatever the reason is. But over the weekend, um, the paper reported that there's a possible grants connection. Which, what could that possibly be, a grants connection? What do you think that means? So the, the, the first report said that APD was investigating a crime scene where multiple bodies were found inside a vehicle parked at the ABQ Sunport, the International uh, Sunport. APD said there was a vehicle at the parking structure at the time the department, at this time, the department will not provide any additional information. So next day, next day or two, from the paper, and I'm, I'm only saying the paper because, like... Yeah, we know who that is, yeah. yeah <laughs> but they are the ones that, uh, you know, that first reported this grants connection. So authorities are looking into whether the bodies found in a vehicle at the International Airport early Friday are connected to the disappearance of three grants people. Yeah, the Grants Police Department, it was, it was Lieutenant David Chavez that actually said they're investigating whether the case at the airport is related to the missing persons case of Matthew Miller, Jennifer Lennon, and uh, Justin Mata. So there's three people there that are involved. But the grant, they're working with the Albuquerque Police Department to see if the two cases are related. Interesting. So an APD spokesperson declined to comment on the, on the potential missing person's link on Saturday night, but it's being reported and obviously there's some sort of connection. The Albuquerque police said around 1 a.m. on Friday, a foul odor was coming that led the security uh, to to this vehicle where there were multiple people. And so, um, so this is very interesting uh, and it's very sad. So meanwhile, the Grants Police are looking for a 45-year-old um, male named Daniel Lemos, uh, and he goes by Pero. Pero. That means a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so Daniel Pero Lemos or Lomes or 
It's Lemos, I think. Lemos, for questioning in the disappearance of Miller and and the other two. The Crime Stoppers is offering up to a one thousand dollar reward for information leading to the arrest of Pedal. Man, you think for three people they want to do more than a thousand, don't you think? Well, I think that's just. I think a thousand's a lot of you know of money considering that they don't just give out thousand dollar crimes. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but I think. Um, I think that's like the highest that they go unless there's, you know, there's more interest in, in making a reward higher. But for a thousand bucks, I mean, he's bound to get caught because we're, we're it, in the Corona it COVID. It was yeah. like, I need an extra stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so this is very disturbing. So, um, again, these are New Mexico people, uh, that are dying by the hands of, 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 of these violent acts, even if they hold some sort of responsibility like to their own death because sometimes there's death you know it's all related to drugs alcohol or or some other horrific other crime that's happening but it, it's never okay to lose people um, under those circumstances obviously I'm sure family members are distraught um, because nobody likes to see their family members one murdered or going down a a wrong road well, yeah. Yeah. Life is hard in New Mexico and things like this happen. But, you know, it, it amazes me that they bring them to, to, to our city, drop them off at our airport. And like you mentioned before, this isn't the first time. Albuquerque is just a dumping ground because, like, nothing really happens here. It, nothing. I mean, it's strictly a criminal country. If it's, if it's a criminal, you can walk away. This criminal justice system is strictly for the criminals. Well, we've been saying this. It's sort of, you know, it's just sort of the way... Um, like, it seems like it's in New Mexico. So why is crime so high? You know, again, the buck stops at, at the mayor. No, Ma- I, I would say that it's legislature right now killing the bills on crime. Like I said the other day, they tabled all the crime bills. That's what the problem is. I mean, you can arrest them. I have friends who are police officers, and they walk up there and they say, sell by time I finish filling out the report from this car thief that has already stolen 30 cars. He walks out, you know, catch and release. He gives me a high five, and he says, see you in the next round. There is not even any shame in it anymore. So they take him to jail. He gets out, cops still in the car trying to figure out. Uh, uh, Finish up the police report and there's all went away. Yeah. So I think it's a two part problem. So I think it is partly because of the legislature and, and, and the types of bills that they are passing. A lot of them are, are, are just not beneficial for, for New Mexicans. There's a bunch of examples, but what about the laws that are already on the book that stops at the mayor's office? Because there's things that we could be doing now to prevent crime. I mean, you can't even get on the freeway in Albuquerque going from one place to another without feeling you have to drive like 70 miles down the freeway because everybody's just on you. Everyone's speeding. Everyone's flipping U-turns. Everyone's swerving. And some people are swip, uh, sipping on Cuervo. Yep. And you know, like I said, everything in all the traffic signals here in Albuquerque are simply a suggestion. Just a suggestion. The speed limit, even the stop signs. I've seen them run red light stop signs. They have no respect for the law here. Well, you know, in Albuquerque, like when the, you know, when you're at a, a, stops, a stop light, it's red, you're stopped turns green, people don't go right away. There's like a little delay and it's always because Yeah, you never know who's going to run the red light and crash into you. And then you say, oh, that's why I'm on the delay. Yeah, and I've seen them. I've seen it hit them when they run the red light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and have you noticed nobody honks in Albuquerque? It's too terrifying. It's a big old fight. (laughs) Yes, it is. Like, uh, you know, I kind of read some, just these little blogs uh, in the past, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't 
you don't honk at, you know, in Albuquerque, you honk at somebody because right away they stop, put the car in gear, get out, throw their hands up. Melissa. Or they could have a gun, which or is Or they worse, could have a gun. It looks like everybody has a gun in Albuquerque. So road rage, road rage is, is, is still alive and well in Albuquerque. So what's up on today's topics? What are we talking about today? We have a lot to talk about. Well, crime, crime, crime. That's what we know. You could talk about crime in Albuquerque day and night, but I would really like to thank our sponsors first. I want to thank Semco and their, they based out in Berlin. Hi, Neil and Ty. And Cherub Initiatives, they're a pro-life group and the real conference and we also have golden equipment company. we got a new sponsor Yay. welcome golden yes. equipment company thank you for your support we look forward to um making you a real nice uh commercial sh shiny ad Something, yes yeah. <laughs> so today's topics include crime crime all the time because crime crime all the time crime is a big factor in in albuquerque um, specifically, we wanted to talk about the Victoria Martins case. Obviously, this is a high-profile case where most people are familiar with the case. And um, uh, lastly, we'll be talking about... No justice for victims. No justice for victims. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of what we have lined up for today. Uh, thank you again for writing with us. Remember, you're listening to 96.9 FM, 700 AM, where Off the Cuff ABQ is exclusively aired. They are part of the Pan-American Broadcasting System, and we are happy to be here. And, uh, oh, last shout-out. Let's give shout-out to our uh, production support. So we got Michelle and Jamie. Yes, thank uh, you, guys. You guys are miracle yes, workers. In the studio helping us out today, uh, lending some, some production support so we couldn't do it without you. So thank you very much. So, um, well, we're going to take a short little commercial break, and we will be right back. You're listening to 96.9 FM, 700 AM, KDAZ. Don't go nowhere. Just stay tuned. Hi, my name is Christina. And I'm Kenneth Garza, and we are the founders of the Cherub Initiative, a nonprofit organization. We help abortion-minded women choose life with alternative resources away from abortion. Find out more about us at cherubinitiative.epizy.com and remember to click the donate button. Again, that is cherubinitiative.epizy.com. Preserving life, one baby at a time. Saving lives, one mom at a time. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ 96.9, 700 AM. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And today we're talking about the Victoria Martins case, um, and it's crime, crime all the time. So if you, do, if you don't have... You don't have to live in Albuquerque to know Albuquerque is a violent city in New Mexico and the most dangerous city in America. The violent crime rate in New Mexico is one of the highest in the country and Albuquerque still ranks one of the worst places to raise a family. Suspicious death, double homicides, triple homicides, hit and run, motel shootings, stolen cars, child abuse, repeat offenders, burglaries, home invasion, and child and domestic violence is a reality on any God-given day in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the problem is only getting worse, and meanwhile, children are dying. APD does, APS does little for education. APD does little for law and order. CABQ, City does of Albuquerque, nada. does little to nothing. And we still don't know what CYFD means and what they actually do. And meanwhile, children are dying Welcome to the great state of New Mexico. 
She wants to make me cry so early in the morning. I know, it's just a very sad case because, um, you know, obviously Victoria Martin isn't, you know, she's not the first child to um, to have such a heinous crime happen to her. This is uh, almost like a standard story. Obviously, the circumstances uh, regarding the Victoria Martin's case are different. But the child abuse cases, they come one right after the other. And these are high profile cases. They make internet, I mean, they make national news. Um, sometimes they go nowhere. Sometimes, you know, people get off. Look at the Omari case. Like uh, his stepfather got got his sentence reduced. And, you know, like yeah. everything's fine. Like, it, you, know, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. Well, you know, and I know you're talking about the highly publicized cases like Omari and Victoria Martins. There's a few. But I know of one personally, Dinah, and I want to tell you that about 18 years ago, this is how long it's been going on. I knew of a little baby girl that was like four years old. Her father was a drug addict. Her mother danced at TDs or whatever. And they, so they were taking turns taking care of the, the little girl. They, he was actually pimping her out, the little three-year-old, to his friends for drugs while he kept her while she went out and did her job at night. I reported it to CYFD like four times. Her godmother, which is my cousin, reported it several times. They kept reporting it. When I called and actually got furious because they hadn't done anything over a month, they said, well, we do have her on the list. She's number 356, so we will get to her you know, eventually. Right. When? Right. When? And you just really made it really disturbing. Uh, um, uh, you just said right now that uh, the Albuquerque is considered one of the most dangerous cities in America. In America. When did that happen? Well, it's kind of been like that for a while. So, like, you have national averages, and then you got your state, la you know, average. So, like, you know, we're always above national average, meaning even though other people have violent cities, we still have an even more violent city. And I, I grew up in Albuquerque. I'm from New Mexico. I come from a long, long line of family members from here. Uh, been here a long time. And I don't remember Albuquerque being this bad. I mean, it's to the point where people are unrecognizable. Uh, you go places and, you know, it's like you're constantly checking your car. Or you walk out of a store and, and, and you're just clutching your heart and you're like oh thank god my car's still there it's still there it's still there <laughs> you know you're not you know sitting in the in in the parking lot with no car because it's been stolen and a basket full of uh of groceries, groceries. <laughs> well, so now we're the for last in education last in all the, everything good and no, we're now we're having another number one spot which is the dangerous right. city in america so the well-being of children in new mexico um uh they they rank pretty low so if, if our children, if their well-being, if the status of children in New Mexico is not put at the forefront like a major priority, like they have to be priority, then we can con continue to, you know, to see uh, statistics such as this. As many as 34 New Mexican children were food insecure in 2020 compared to 24% to in 2008. So in one year, 10%, yeah, like, gone. It, it, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's gotten worse. 51% of adults in households have children um, and had lost employment income in, uh, since March of 2020. By the end of the summer, nearly 30% of adults in households with children had little to no confidence in their ability to pay their rent mortgage payment on time. Almost 40% of adults in households with children report feeling nervous, anxious, or on edge, 
while 27 reported feeling down, depressed, or hopeless. That came from uh, New Mexico Voices for Children. They put out a, a report um, every year on, on, on the status of children. There's obviously many of them that exist, um, but the status of children remains dead last in New Mexico, and this is why we keep coming up with dead children. So let's jump right into Victoria Martins. This started, um, what? Well, on August 24th of 2016, it's already going to be almost five years, you know, like around 4.30 a.m. The officers were called to the Royal Villa Apartments, and they're on Irving and Golf Course Northwest, and they got there to find Victoria's body strangled, stabbed, dismembered, and on fire, in her mother's bathroom. And after an all-day investigation, they interviewed the three people that were there, they interviewed them, which was Victoria's mother, Michelle Martins, and her boyfriend, Fabian Gonzalez, and his cousin, Jessica Kelly. Okay, so that's August 24, 2016. So it's been a while because we're, what, 2021? Yeah, and almost five years. Okay, so we're going to go from 2016 up to 2020 and see what happens. September 8, 2016, all three suspects are indicted on multiple charges, including inten intentional child abuse, aggravated criminal sexual penetration, murder, and tampering with evidence. And that tampering with evidence would be the dismemberment of Victoria Martins, just so that we're clear. Mm -hmm. So a week later, bond is raised to like 15 or 1.5 million um, cash for Martins and retained a 1 million cash for Gonzalez and Kelly. Uh, do you think they came up with a million dollars to get no, out of jail? No, I this mean, is why they, they were still yeah. there. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. So yeah. so we know today that Gonzalez is out of, you on, know. Yeah, he's wandering the streets again. On pretrial. And kidnapping little kids with yeah. the mother, all sorts of stuff. Right. November 2016, an autopsy by the Office of Medical Investigator is completed, and they find that Victoria had an STD, meaning she had most likely been raped at some raped at some point in the weeks or months leading up to her death. It uh, the autopsy also determined that no drugs were found in her system, although there was a little bit of ethanol. Uh, it came from decompensation, contradicting uh, Victoria Martin's mother, Michelle Martin's story that that Victoria had been given meth. Mm, also, like by February of 2017, the DA's office sent the DNA evidence to the New Mexico Department of Public Safety to be tested since it had not yet been tested by ABD Crime Lab. This was in February of 2017. Like, that's how long it took for them to do it. And in May 2017, prosecutors first reach out to a forensic psychiatrist. He begins analyzing statements Martins gave to the police and starts interviewing people who know her. June 2017, testing revealed that a male partial DNA sample found on Victoria's lower back did not come from Gonzalez. It was most likely... From saliva, sweat, or skin cells? Yes. Really? Right. Mm -hmm. Late June 2017, an expert crime scene reconstructionist began consulting with prosecutors about additional DNA testing that needs to be done. So we're, you know, we're into months of this investigation and we're and DNA is still still being figured out. Prosecutors consulted the DNA labs. This was in August. So so we're looking a year later. A year later, prosecutors consulted the DNA Labs International out of Florida about testing DNA samples that were found on, on Victoria's body. We're still talking about the same thing. A year later. A year later. So later that same month, a year later, requested the ninth 
round of DNA testing from uh, DPS and received the results the next month. Wow, it takes forever to get justice. Also in late September of 2017, the investigators collected DNA from all the first responders and law enforcement officers who were actually there at the scene at Victoria's homicide to rule them out as a source of the DNA found on her back. So those swabs were sent back to the DPS lab in early October, and this is already in 2017. So again, we're talking about crime scene integration, uh, keeping the crime scene uh, free from these sorts of mix-ups. November 27th or, or December, okay, additional items were sent to the lab for testing. We're just testing, testing, testing. January 2018, DNA results uh, rule out the possibility that law enforcement or first responders had left DNA uh, samples on Victoria's back. You know, it's amazing, too, that by April of 2018, they had information from, well, a search of Google Maps and location services, and they return to the district attorney's office, and they show that Martins and Gonzalez were not at the scene at the time of Victoria's death. Oh, I'm glad they cleared all that up a couple well, of years later. Yeah, like the phone could be, you know, left somewhere, and they said, oh, they weren't here because the phone says they weren't. Right, right, Jeez. the phone. Yeah. The phone. So not technically the person owning the phone, but the phone. That's I right. mean, but this is official story, and this is basically they're saying those people d did not actually murder Victoria Martins. Mm -hmm. So what a bombshell. So um, the psychiatrist who's meeting with Victoria Martin's mother uh, evaluated her personality and how it could have contradict how it could have contributed to the incorrect statements she made to police. In other words, they say that Victoria Martin's mother, Michelle yes. Martin's, mm -hmm. is her mind, in her mind, she wants to answer every single question anybody asks her so that the person asking the question is satisfied. So she has this problem, I guess, with trying to satisfy everybody. So when they said, did you kill your daughter? She thought. She probably said no. No, she said yes. Did she say yes? Because she was trying to make everybody happy. So. It's so been, it's been five years. I barely remember. So again, you know, this is just leading into uh, her being not charged with Victoria Martin's murder because she gave false testimony for whatever reason. She has, uh, I don't know, the mind of a seven-year-old. I don't know what it is. She has some sort of, of, of condition that made her lie about her killing her own daughter. I still don't get that. She but had some serious conditions in the first place if she did that to her daughter. Seriously. And like Sick. another thing, it's time after time after time after time you hear about these cases of like women who have other men, uh, like a boyfriend, a husband, or they let somebody into the home of, of them and their children. Mm -hmm. And that person ends up being the monster. They end up molesting their children, which aren't theirs, and mm -hmm. in some cases they are. But too often, uh, you know, I think we need to keep our children safe and not let them be around everybody, you know? Isn't that your responsibility it, as a parent? It is your responsibility. I remember growing up, I mean, we couldn't even spend the night at, at friends' house. They could spend the night at our house, mm -hmm. but we were never really allowed to spend the night out. We had to be home at a certain time. Uh, Mom and dad, for the most part, knew what you were doing. And even when you thought you were, you know, pulling one over their eyes, the 
the wool over their eyes. They knew. Mm-hmm. They knew right away. That's right. You know, the, I think the th- most important thing is a lot of these kids are from single-parent families. We had two parents, so the mom was always home. That's not a possibility anymore, especially if they don't have a dad. They have to, you know, support the family. So these kids that are actually raising themselves because the mother's not at work and there's no father are in great danger in New Mexico. Or what about these uh, parents that, that automatically allow anybody to babysit their, their kids their children yeah. e- even boyfriends even uh that that it's not the you know child's father uh it's just a nightmare you got to take control of your kids you got to know what they are stop trusting people people are monsters and and new mexico ranks dead last when it comes to children so even if if you particularly aren't abusive to your kid and you let some an essential stranger uh, take care of your kid, and something happens to it. It's like, what were you thinking? I don't know. I mean, this is a children's life. Their their whole, they depend on you for their safety, their comfort, housing, and feeding, right. and, and you're not even watching out what's happening to their body. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So April 2000. Okay. So we covered that about the Google Maps. So mm-hmm. uh, they were tracking their cell phone. And basically figured out that they were over here. They were in the South Valley. They were on the West Side. They were buying wheat. They were buying drugs. They were yeah. singing in the car and things like this. Um, um, Actually, was it was late June 28, uh, of 2018, that the FBI reco- uh, records on the phone and electronics that they returned to the district attorney's office. And Tor- uh, Torres announces that murder and rape charges are being dropped against Martins and Gonzalez and even though they pled guilty to lesser charges and a plea bargain, but they dropped the murder charges, and they were there when the cops there were there to find her body burning in the bathtub. Well, and not they, it's just Michelle Martin, because currently the only person that not striking any kind of deal, and, and, and you know most crimes are, are prosecuted on plea deals. Like mm. most people take a deal yes. because, you know, it's a deal. Everybody but Gonzalez, because Gonzalez is all good. He's good. He's not taking a plea bargain. He's not admitting to nothing. Um, Anyways, so that's a huge bombshell. It is. I remember that day I was eating at a local restaurant here on 4th Street. And uh, when that news came on over the news, there was a lady that I could see in, you know, like in my view. Mm -hmm. She she had just gotten her plate from, um, from the waitress and she just scooted it in front of her. Like she couldn't even eat it. It turned her because stomach. Because it turned her stomach. And mm-hmm. I mean, everybody in that restaurant listening to the TV heard the news and the atmosphere just like that changed. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. And so November um, 2019, Gonzalez is released from jail and he faces charges of child abuse and tampering with evidence. And again, I might... I like to remind you that evidence is the dismemberment of Victoria Martins. This is what they're calling tampering with evidence. Mm-hmm. So child abuse and tampering with evidence, it doesn't seem very serious. No, all of a they sudden, let him walk. Yeah, yeah, it seems like, you know. He already has his eye on two other little kids. Right. Plea bargains are also uh, are, are, are considered negotiated pleas or just deals. And these are, the, and, and it is the way that most criminal cases end up. June 7th, 2019, a last-minute plea deal struck uh, in court by one of the suspects in the murder of the 10-year-old Victoria Martins. Oh, yeah, was that Jessica Kelly that, that was involved, too? That was Jessica Kelly. So Kelly um, has tried to take a plea deal, 
And it was she tried twice. twice. Yeah, twice before. And the judge ex- finally accepted one right before her trial because even the judge was saying that there wasn't enough evidence to convict them of murder. So, so the judge is saying, no, I can't accept this plea deal, can't accept this plea deal. But I'm like, what is everybody doing? So you're... So the DA or the public defender or whoever it is, they're, you know, they're crafting these plea deals that... That drop the ball on the victim. <laughs> totally. That even the judge says, like, uh, we can't do this. You know that... It's going to look silly. It, and it, it's stupid. I mean, like, he's walking around again, like Victoria, uh, mm-hmm. Victoria's mother, Michelle. She pled guilty in 2019 to intentional child abuse resulting in death. That's why. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Kelly, she agreed to testify against Fabian Gonzalez. Of course she did. I don't know why, because she got so many years. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, like that's life. Yeah. And, you know, she also agreed to answer questions about a fourth suspect that the district's attorney's office only brought up two years after the murder. But Fabian Gonzalez is still all good. He's all good. He's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. He's good. So, see, this is very interesting. So, so all of a sudden... Nobody's going to go down for the murder of Victoria Martins, and ultimately a murder occurred. So what now? Yeah, exactly. What now in New Mexico? What are you going to do about our so kids? So the fourth suspect, they literally, they have filed, uh, you know, like an indictment or something on, on nobody. That's right. On They haven't mentioned his name anyway. Well, because they don't know it. Yep. <laughs> nobody knows who it is. But out of all of those people, mm-hmm. you're telling me somebody knew where you lived, knocked on the door, walked in, Killed Victoria Martins. Mm-hmm. Jessica Kelly was there because remember the official re- or the now report. Mm-hmm. The the all, now all three of them were there. Uh, no, <laughs> Kelly was there by herself, babysitting uh, Victoria Martins, mm-hmm. while the other two went out to get drugs and pipes mm-hmm. or whatever they were doing mm-hmm. uh, with the Google Maps. That's this, this is how we know where they went. And then Jessica Kelly says somebody knocked on the door. Uh, they let her in or. She let him in, and then next thing you know, Victoria's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Nobody walks into your house, kills your, kills a child, walks out, and you go, oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, he didn't only kill her. He did a whole right, horrible right. things to her. So yeah. uh, we're going to have to um, uh, finish this off on our next segment. we got to take a quick break to get to our sponsors. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ, the newest, hottest conservative Local talk radio exclusively aired on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Please visit us on our web at offthecuffabq.com. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Stay there. The Real Conference invites women of all ages to attend an encouraging time of worship, teaching, and prayer on Saturday, March 13th at Eastern Hills Baptist Church from 10 AM to noon. Leave re-energized and excited about your walk with God. Be equipped with real and practical tools to find hope in whatever you're going through. You don't want to miss this. And the best part is, it's free. All you need to do is register to reserve your spot. www.getrealwithgod.com Welcome back to Off the Cup ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ. 96.9 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we are your host. If you're just t- tuning in, we're just following up on the Victoria Martins case. We basically, uh, we're going through the timeline from, from the time that it was reported, from the time that the crime happened, 
uh, to now. So uh, originally we thought that the Victoria Martin's killers were behind bars. Come to find out two years later after dozens of DNA testing and testimony and phone records and Google Maps and all of these sorts of things. Come to find out it's a fourth unidentified person who actually killed her. This is just so disturbing. Victoria Martin's obviously isn't the first child to be killed in New Mexico in such a horrific way. Um, so heinously, so evil, so evil. What's an absence of God? Evil. Evil. Darkness. Darkness. What's an absence of light is darkness. Absence of God is evil. And you would have to have been evil to dismember the child. And, and all this supposedly, well, Victoria uh, Martin's mother's in the room sleeping after having done meth. Mm-hmm. Okay, she just sound asleep. Mm-hmm. And then they, they ate tacos too. The OMI report also mentioned that Victoria Martin's organs were removed. Were removed, right? Like, it's just, it's all so weird. None of it makes sense. Well, didn't the medical investigators say her liver and her heart is missing or something when they after, took her for the autopsy? Right. Mm-hmm. So there was, uh, you know, they, they take the dismembered body of Victoria Martin's over there and they say, well, we're kind of missing a few things and this is what we're missing. And they were missing a couple of, of, of organs. And so again, so they dismember this child. And where did they find the organs? I'm not too sure. I thought they said her freezer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they found them. They, I mean, they had to go back to the scene and, like, get it mm-hmm. because they weren't there. So, like a turkey, they just yeah, carved her up. And, they, I mean, and then, it was so heartless. I, I, it's even I, hard talking I, about it. No, I know. I know. And nobody talks about it. See, mm-hmm. th- see this. And meanwhile, children are dying. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, children are dying. So after they do that, and I can't even imagine what that scene looks like because that, that I mean, that, that's just, it's evil. Mm-hmm. And then they put her on fire. God bless that baby. And this is a day after her 10th birthday. And again, Victoria Martin's not the first child and she likely won't be the last. And that's the reality of Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's the reality of New Mexico because our children rank dead last. And meanwhile, 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 children are dying. What about that poor little boy, Omari Varela? I mean, the, the mother admitted always kicking him all over the place, and mm-hmm. then the stepfather or the boyfriend, whatever, was also so abusive until they finally killed him. And CYFD had been called down there so many times, and they don't respond. They're it's not, like they hated him. They don't, yeah. How could you hate your own child, you know? Or a child. Yes. You know, especially for, you know, for people that, that have blended families. Like, in other words, you have children, and, and the man in your life or the woman in your life isn't the biological uh, parent. parent. But... Why would you be that guy? Why would you be that guy, that person, that woman to kick a child instead of to be that person in that child's life for when they grow up and they say, you know what? Had it not been for you. Where would I be? Where would I be? Mm -hmm. But instead. We kill them. Just abuse them. They're not yours. You're not the father. So you can kick them around like a dog. You know, good grief. So So God bless the children in the great state of New Mexico and children everywhere. Um, I, I, you know, I believe in a culture of life. I believe in children. This is why I'm pro-life. Um, because I think we need to start taking care of our children and protecting them from the womb, what, in the womb. What about the ones that haven't died yet, but they're still abusing them, like that little seven-year-old that the parents are prostituting, and, you know, she's still alive. Another prime example. So, in other words, these heinous mm-hmm. crimes happen, and sometimes uh, there's not a dead victim, 
it's still a living victim. In this case, there was a, a father who prostituted in Albuquerque his seven-year-old girl. So she went to, uh, it was reported, she went to... I think it was Lou Wallace School. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she would go to school with little high heels on. No, some man would drop her off and she looked like that. Oh, yeah, a man would a drop man her dro- off. Yeah. Yeah. She had little high heels on. She had her hair done. She had, like, makeup on. Pasty some, nails. Pasty nails, put a seat and some makeup. Mm-hmm. And and she would be falling asleep in class. And mind you, she's seven. I mean, I mean, what's a seven-year-old? Is that is that first grade, second grade? What? Second grade. Okay, so it's first or second grade. So she's putting her head down on, on you know, on the, on the desk. She's tired. Tired teacher says, well, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. She said, oh, I've been out hustling all night. Me and my mom were hustling. Me and my mom were hustling. Put a seat there. And she told, the teachers actually heard her telling the children, oh, yeah, I do all these things with men so my dad doesn't have to pay for the drugs, and I've gotten really good at it. Right, <laughs> right, right. So uh, in that particular case, the parents were arrested again. Uh, we had a, a, The mother had, like, um, I don't know, some sort of mental issues or something where, where it was like a child raising a child. But I don't know that I buy that, you know, because the thing is, you know, if you know enough to ever get away with anything, like even a speeding ticket, you get pulled over, you're like, ah, sorry, hoping you get, you know, away with it or something like that. Same thing with the mother. They all know the child was hustling. They knew enough to lie to the police about not prostituting their kids and all of this stuff. So you got to know that's wrong. You got to know that prostituting your seven-year-old child. is totally wrong. Is disgusting, Mm -hmm. you know. So uh, in the years leading up uh, to the rest of the couple that were prostituting their seven-year-old female daughter, the Children, Youth, and Family Department received 25 calls alleging emotional, physical, and medical abuse and neglect of the girl and her two older brothers. And so again, all of these are, are according to actual documents filed uh, by the New Mexico Office of the Attorney General. So report after report after report, and then CYDF at the time, um, uh, the it's exactly what I'm telling you about, Dinah. What did it, what did you first say? In the years leading up to the rest of a couple, after the school had got tired of reporting it and going over and over, seeing how she was dressed, how she smelled, uh, you know, blood on her underwear, just all these horrible things that they kept reporting. After years of investigation, mm-hmm. they finally did. By then, the little girls are, you know, how long have they been doing this? Two, two or right. three years? She was right. a baby when she started. Right. So CYDF, it's not the first time, uh, you know, that that the buck has landed on their step and then they throw it to the police, police throw, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 it's all of this stuff. It, it's a flawed system. But year after year, decade after decade, they say CYFD is overburdened, underfunded, understaffed, under the, you know, all of this stuff. So what is it that you need? Tell us right now what it is that you need. Let's fix it. In order to do your job, because I would much rather pay for that than, than the APS teacher training center up over here uh, in the Northeast Heights that, Louisiana. That, that nobody's using. That's right. Okay. If you're going to toss our tax dollars away, well, I mean, something needs to be, ha- you know, some, if, if you are the CYFD, mm-hmm. Children, Youth, and Families Department, that's your department. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the lady that, that was assigned to it at CYFD, at her, the time, name, her name was Monique uh, Jacobson, I believe. And she said she's concerned about how her department handled the children's well-being. Are you kidding? Really? After two years of reporting them that they've been prostituted, they're, they're smelling bad at school, strange men are dropping them off. It took two years or so for them to finally say, I think we're dropping the ball on this. 
seriously yeah like, totally and totally. Like, and like i said at least she's still alive maybe well she is still alive um i don't know if 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 the parents are still in jail or what because again uh it it sort of fell off the radar we've spent the last year in covid so obviously the covid news is is something that's dominating you know the news reports and things like this unless it's new things that's happening and if you live in albuquerque every day you open up your phone you say oh another motel shooting you don't know if it's the one from that night the night before the last week it's these reoccurring stories over and over and over and over and you think they're just repeating the same one right but if your title reads children youth and families department yes that's Mm -hmm. your business that's the job that you're in there's cabinet secretary there's a and and then directors and then there's all this all these levels so what's the problem why is it that new mexico has the worst statistics when it comes to a child's well-being whether it be food whether it be basic whether education or whether it be these extreme horrific crimes. crimes that are happening against our youngest members here and like i said i don't i can't imagine victoria martin's being the last no, this is living proof. I mean, this is living proof. You know, when, when parents start trafficking their own children for drugs. You what know? about baby Brianna? Remember that story out in Las Cruz? I mean, who could forget these things? These are our children, children in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, but instead, and meanwhile, everybody just overlooks it, and it's okay. I can't. I just. I don't understand it. Children are dying. I don't know what it's going to take, but we have to get there sometime because New Mexico, we're sick and tired of being dead last in the worst things possible. Absolutely. So, again, the sign reads, criminal justice system. There we go. So victims shouldn't expect to get justice out of the criminal justice system. Because like the sign reads, the only person getting justice is a criminal Mm because it says criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. So until New Mexico takes, puts children first and makes room, finds a place where victims can exist within the criminal justice system. And get justice. And get justice. But there's no such thing. No justice. No peace. No peace. I hate that saying. I know, me too. <laughs> I hate it. Me too. <laughs> que queremos. Justice. Justicia. Cuando. Ora. Now. <laughs> Give us justice. Justice for uh, Victoria Martins. Omari Varela. And the seven-year-old and every other child in the great state of New Mexico who has been abused, who is being abused, you know, may, I, yeah, may when, God be with them. Yes, yes. And when I was looking for this, actually, on Google search, I was looking for there, and I saw one that says 25 children, you know, have been lost in the system where their child abuse uh, court dates, and they've just lost them. It's just like, well, 25 more kids down the drain, according to CYFD. They don't care. And not to mention, speaking of, uh, as a journalist, I got a lot of reports from uh, people that that the Children, Youth, and Families Department mm-hmm. is like harassing them. So someone calls and makes a complaint, but overall, it's just it's 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 not really abuse because because they get a lot of calls, and so they take these kids away from these families. They keep all of their 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 court um, appointments, all of this, all of these sorts of stuff. But at the end of the day, even that is is a scam because you get your kids taken away and you automatically get you a, an appointed attorney not just for the child but for the parents so again taxpayers are having to pay for these long um, uh, court procedures 
that are happening and 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 the scheduling is is probably crazy i'm i'm guessing the first thing is this oh you got to do counseling see them a month later uh, uh visitations all of this kinds of stuff but why are we providing attorneys to to parents who potentially potential potentially Abuse their children. Abuse their children. Shouldn't they provide their own attorney or what? Because it's a scam. Yes, it is. It's a scam. So all these nonprofits, right? They're nonprofit, meaning it's nonprofit. This is just a work of good people and they're trying to achieve a message. But that doesn't mean that there's not money involved in there. That doesn't mean that somebody isn't making a ton of money. We, a ton of money. And you know, it looks like the, the, one, the children suffering and dying and being raped, molested, whatever are the ones that actually die and the, the system ignores them. But what about these parents, when, we, when I was running for mayor, that came to us as two set of parents said, our children were taken away because our daughter made a stupid statement joking around. And they have taken our children. They're being taken care of. They have a beautiful home. They, one has a car to drive to go back and forth to school. They took all three of them because they were under 17. Over the one stupid little statement our daughter made, and they won't give them back. And I don't know what they're doing to them. And, and these parents came and asked us for help. I had to contact CYFD and really attack him and say we're going to stand on this and see what's going on with these children that were illegally taken from their parents and they take these children who are happy and being taken care of but they don't do anything about the ones being killed exactly what? so again so like the you know like like a lot of people going through the system with the court where cydf is taking their children kidnap them or whatever that's kidnapping that is kidnapping mm -hmm. and then and then making these parents go through this entire court process mm -hmm. again where there's a ton of money involved, but yet the ones that are the most neglected, the ones where you can see them and be like, eh, this isn't, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Victoria Martins, all of these things, no shortage of phone calls. That's right. We got to take a quick break. Oh, for sure. Oh man, this is a touchy subject. <sighs> um, it's tough, but, uh, it's a reality of New Mexico on, on any God given day. So we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. We are the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Keep us locked. Stay with us. Yes, we'll be right back. Don't let the cost of advertisement hold you back. Off the Cuff Albuquerque supports local artists. Whether you are a solo artist or in a band, one of the best ways to get your music out there is to get it played on the radio. For more information, visit www.offthecuff.com. That's www.offthecuff.com. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. Welcome. So we're just wrapping up uh, with the Victoria Martins uh, case timeline in addition to highlighting the fact that New Mexico children are ranked dead last in this state, in what you call the great state of New Mexico. And the only way we can improve the status and the well-being of children is to put them first. And so time and time again, we hear these horrific stories about children who are abused. Uh, and they, they kill them. And they kill them. Yeah. And, and they're children of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, to end the whole story now of that Fabian Gonzalez that walks out, it looks like, in June 2020, uh, the staff at the Healthcare for the Homeless told the pretrial services that Gonzalez was at their facility re recently with his girlfriend and her children. So a new girlfriend. A new girlfriend. And during the course of their uh, interaction, Gonzalez was observed to be in the presence of the children without supervision for several minutes. 
So by February 9th, 2021, APD issued an Amber Alert for the two children. APD says that the children were abducted from CYFD custody by their mother, uh, Clarissa Covington, who does not have custody. So Fabian Gonzalez mentioned that he was mentioned in the Amber Alert as her boyfriend. So a week later, and so this is uh, just a couple of days ago, right? Mm -hmm. February 9th, 2020, a week after that, lawyers for Fabian Gonzalez want the case dismissed. They say his right to a speedy trial has been violated. How typical for New Mexico. That's it. So no trial uh, set yet for Fabian Gonzalez and for the little bit of charges he still faces. No one has been charged in the, in, in the death of Victoria Martins, and the reality is that nobody probably will. Like the sign reads, criminal justice system. There is no place for victims in the criminal justice system. That's why the crime, that's why the sign reads, criminal justice system. New Mexico. Well, yeah. No. What are you going to do? What a sad little show today, but we wanted yeah. to highlight it be again because uh, New Mexico children need to be ranked first. They need to be well-educated, well-fed, well-loved. Yes, I'm so sad about that. I know. God bless the baby. Yes. God bless the baby. Well, before we go, I, I want to thank our sponsors, yes, for, because it's been a really good day, and especially our sponsors are really good to us. I want to thank Semco down in Berlin, and uh, there, I want to say hi to Ty and Neil again. And I also want to uh, thank Cherub Initiatives. Uh, they're a pro-life group. And the Red, the Real Conference, and today we have Golden Equipment Company. Yes, so we're looking forward to um, uh, producing and crafting uh, an ad for them. Super excited about that. Again, we're off the cuff ABQ. It's not for the easily offended. And we're not. We also, I also want to mention that Friday, I like Fridays because that's when we do our musical debut for our New Mexico uh, people that are here that are really talented. Freestyle and they, Friday. Yeah, and they write their own music and everything. So I want to mention that we are going to have the crown on there. He's a really personable little guy, really funny, and I like his music, even though I'm not like really into a lot of rap, but he has a good song, and he'll be on the air Friday. And, and we will be debuting his song. Yes. He's, again, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, if you are a local artist or have another talent or author, something like this, and would like to be highlighted, spotlighted as... Uh, on our show, we provide our platform because it's part of our conservative responsibility because it shouldn't have to cost a whole lot of money to advertise your song, your talent, your book, or whatever it is. So we provide this platform on Friday. It's called Freestyle Friday so that we could highlight New Mexicans so that we can, well, broaden our own horizon. Like, I'm, I'm not into rap. <laughs> I'm just not. Some of it's good. It's not my genre. Some of it's good, but mm -hmm. it's just it's just not my cup of tea. But the Crown and Dino are historic. They funny. are good, good, good artists. Yes, good so artists. And if and you tomorrow, are, yeah, oh. if you actually want to come onto our uh, site and let us, you know, uh, promote you as a songwriter, a New Mexico artist of some kind, you can go to our website at offthecuffalbuquerque.com and register right there and we'll see what we can do for you because we're anxious to promote New Mexico. Right, so on offthecuffabq.com on the homepage, uh, you'll see a, a button that says listen live and right next to it, it says be a guest, contact us, advertise with us, sponsor us. There's a ton of things you can be doing. Um, you can listen to our last podcast if you missed it, the first one. In case you missed it, in case you missed it, I still think our first podcast entitled Jose Cuervo <laughs> is by far the funniest. I do feel that yesterday 
was a really good show with Janice Arnold Jones. Yes, it was. I really enjoyed having her in the studio. She's um, um, she's a little firecracker. Tomorrow, who do we have in studio tomorrow? Because we do have somebody in studio tomorrow. We have Christina. Yes, she is. I'm sorry, Christine Garza. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's from the Cherub Initiative. Uh, she is one of our, our sponsors. And part of our sponsorship packages include these on-air interviews so that it gives the advertisers an opportunity to talk a little more about exactly what it is that they do. Because advertise, advertising is 15, 30 seconds long, something like this. But to give our advertisers and our sponsors a spot on our show to really talk about their business, what they're doing, their organization, the history of it, and 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 ask some questions is, is really spectacular. And that's really new. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't do that. We're doing it because, again, we want to highlight New Mexico. Obviously, we were talking about some tough subject matter today because it needed to be done, because children are dying. Mm-hmm. But we love New Mexico, and if you feel like you'd like to be a, a guest, log on to offthecuffabq.com. If you want to advertise with us, log on to offthecuffabq.com. If you want to sponsor us. There we are. There we are. <laughs> you can sponsor our, our mission, and our mission reads like this. Mm-hmm. Off the Cuff ABQ is the next level of conservative talk radio. It's created, produced, and hosted by women on a local platform. It operates as a powerful instrument of dissent from the attack and censorship of conservative values. So if you would like to sponsor our show in the spirit of that, we would love for you to do that. Now, that's not sponsored speech. That's right. (laughs) That's you sponsoring Off the Cuff and in the spirit of of our constitutional rights. Yes, it is. And we feel that this is our constitutional, I mean, our conservative responsibility to, to actually sponsor New Mexicans on the show. So we're real excited about it. Don't forget, if you are a songwriter, if you have music that you've written, we are anxious to highlight you as a New Mexican. Absolutely, absolutely. So the Albuquerque airport thing, that wasn't even the first time they found dead bodies at the International uh, airport airport so <laughs> I know so we reported in the first segment about the multiple bodies found at the international airport it now has a connection to grants uh, the grants police and the Albuquerque Police Department are uh, now working together in communications and investigations to figure out uh, what went on over there they do believe that those bodies may be connected to the three missing persons in grants so again um for all those who have lost their lives due to violence due to uh, violent crimes um by depraved minds uh by evil persons may god be with you yes absolutely because we need to change new mexico already we totally do totally do uh again we need to put children first Mm -hmm. and that starts within the womb it starts in the womb. It starts there because now that with this thing where they can just kill them off before they're born or when they're almost going to be born, is more violence towards children. I mean, they they I can, they have to see it that way because it's a dead child. Yeah, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, children are dying. Mm-hmm. So again, the children, youth, and families department—that's their job. So I didn't make it up. No, nope. I know they collect tax money. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. A lot of it, mm-hmm. and I know every time something goes down. There's no accountability ever. And all of a sudden they're trying to find a file or like, well, how many times was, you know, was there a phone call? It's all mm. this kinds of stuff all the time. Don't mm. make your problems 
our children's problems. Don't make your department problems the problems of children or families. Like the title reads, and I'm, because you know how I get, I'm just like, well, it says right there, children, youth, and families department. That's your job. Now, they may be overburdened. They may be overworked. Some of them may even be underpaid. But again, that's a department issue. Bring it to the forefront. Fix whatever it is you need fixed. Tell us the tools that you need and go out there and do your damn job. That's right. Period. Already. Already. Enough children have died. Enough children have died. So, it's tough subject matter. Super tough subject matter. Yes, it is. And I don't even want to bring up all the other ones that we just read I about. Know. These are the ones that were more publicized. You know, they made really public. They made national news, which is so sad. I hate when New Mexico comes out on national news with stuff like this. Right, right. It just always makes us look bad. It always, well, yeah. It's yeah. like a scary place to live. It's and, a, it, like Halloween. And I love New Mexico. I love New Mexico, I Mexico too. I refuse to leave. I remember when we were working in campaigns and stuff, and, and we lost one of them. Sad. And I just said, I give up. I give up. When it's never going to happen. They're, they're not going to, you know, they overpower you in a way where, you know, the, the cheating goes on and everything so that you're not going to win. And I said, I give up. I give up on politics. I give up on trying to save. And somebody that I was working for said, Stella, I refuse to give up on New Mexico. And I thought, man, I, I guess I'm with him. Why, why do that? Yeah. Just try to make this a better place yeah. to live. Because at the end of the day, I want to be able to look at my children, my family members. Uh, maybe I'll be 100 years old uh, on my deathbed, surrounded by families, and I got the youngest family member's hand in my hand right before the lights go out, and I say, like this. Nobody can ever say that we did not do nothing, anything That's because true. we did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and don't believe her. She wants somebody to cry for her at a funeral. And throw herself I do. On the floor. I do. I do. Uh, when I go, I do. I mean, I'm hoping people just, I want to die in a plane crash going to Jamaica. You're, you're, you're yeah. crazy. Yeah. Again, I want to be a hundred years old when I go surrounded by families. I want to wa- arrive before God and say, I have not a single talent left because I used it all on earth. Can I please come home? And then I hope to never, ever return. So you don't have to live in Albuquerque to know Albuquerque is a violent city in New Mexico and the most dangerous city in America. The violent crime rate in New Mexico is one of the highest in the country and Albuquerque ranks the worst place to raise a family. Suspicious death, double homicides, hit and run, motel shootings, stolen cars, child abuse, repeat offenders, burglaries, home invasions, and child and domestic violence is a reality on any God-given day. And meanwhile, children are dying. You're listening to 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. That's a brilliant.